it's me. I've been looking through your window, can I have a cup of tea? I'm not a peeping tom. I am just sicking cause you're shit that run the country, you mog. Poor old Leo has lads protesting outside his house, can't even feek his boyfriend in the sitting room no more. Poor bastard. Imagine that as a job, lads. No wonder we have fucking idiots running the country because no one wants that job. Who would want that job? Can't even go to a festival and pick your nose. Poor bastard. Has to bring his fella to the doll now and ride him up the back. Because people are looking in through his windies. He's definitely been put up in some fancy hotel for nothing as well. So ye protesters are outside his house. There's guards there and then he's been put up in a Hilton that cost hundreds and hundreds. He's on holidays, boys. Well, yeah, this is my podcast that I've been meaning to set up for like a couple of years. The sound is probably shit. Probably looks shit. Well, I don't really give a fuck anymore, to be honest. Um, so this is me by myself doing a podcast. And everyone's like, and, and when are you going to get guests? And you, What guests are you thinking of getting? I was like, no, I'm just doing it myself. Yeah, and you're doing a podcast by yourself? I said, like, yeah, because they have like 10 different personalities, you bastard. Huh? So a lot of ang- anxiety of... What, what is I've been putting it off for long because I want to do it by myself. Because look, I'm a 34-year-old man in my mother and father's house. And this is my bedroom, not some fancy studio. I don't want some randomers coming in and looking at the socks under a bed that look like they've been in a freezer for about four weeks. I'm only messing people. I'm wiping the curtains. But yeah, I'm here now doing this. I've tried every trick in the book so far, so I might as well try this trick. I've been on talent shows. I've uh, pretended to be in a uh, traveller MC. And just a load of gimmicks over and over. And to be honest, when I was doing this podcast, I wanted to do another gimmick. Which is, it was an outrageous gimmick as well. And I thought it was fucking the best idea ever. But it, actually, if this podcast ever gets any good, I'll put it up on it. Because it's outrageous. It's me, it's me, uh, no, I won't tell you about it today. But anyway, welcome. Join me. We have a couple of pictures of the Lyle Dags here. Anyone watching on YouTube? And the two boys supporting me here, boys in front. There's Ben and there's Ted. We've these posters up in the wall here because a couple of holes in the walls from ex-girlfriends throwing. Remember them cameras that used to slip? To be on the wrist inside nightclubs. You want a picture? Every picture comes out pure absolute state. Um, and apart from that, it's just everything I set up here. Around my feet, it's just covered in wi- wires everywhere. I'm actually so shit. I'm so shit. But look, I made it this far. Got me a old MacBook that got refurbished off a of land. There's viruses popping up left, right and centre. But it seems to be doing the job. And I don't think the sound sounds too bad. But anyway, this podcast, I thought, like, what a subject could I talk about first? And a nice little light-hearted subject that we, that I was involved in a couple of weeks ago, um, fighting John Connors, the king of the travellers, cardboard gangster face. Yeah, John Connors, absolute gentleman of a man. But I got involved in this event, it started a couple of months ago, Sir Steve O'Timothy texted me, Farmer Michael, and he asked me that I want to be involved in a charity boxing event. And I'm at the stage now where I'm just like, do, just do everything. You know, just do it all. Don't say no to anything. Just say yes. I'm like Jim Carrey. Yes. Do you want a finger up your ass? Yes. Find out then that I love it. And me, Leo and his boyfriend are up the back of the doll then. No, but 
I'm at the stage now where I just want to get involved in everything, meet new people. Like I'm a, I, I consider myself an absolute failed comedian that I haven't even made a living out of this yet. And I'm actually doing it for like seven years. MC Days is there at six or seven. Yeah, when my little girl, she's seven now. So when she was like one, I came back from Australia to a one-year-old child. And I was just like, what I do? Make videos, is it? Yeah, so obviously, instead of getting a, a normal job, I start making videos like a fucking the idiot that I am. But look, we're here now anyway, down the line, and I've never been happier. So maybe that's an, another reason why I want to do this podcast, because I'm actually so happy in myself now, that if I did this podcast before, I'd just be fucking full of shit. Not saying this is not going to be full of shit, because it is. But it's full of shit now, but I'm happy. <laughs> so yeah, whatever way you want to take that. And... We'll get, if this podcast or whatever does get further on, we'll talk about me being, how I found out I was a father when I was in Australia and talk about the battles I've had with alcohol and all this sort of shit. But today is going to be a light-hearted one. I don't want this to be a mental health sort of thing, but if it is, then it is. Do you know what I mean? Not that I don't want to help people. I do want to help people, but I don't want to help people by preaching. Do this, do that. I swear to God, if you just give up the drink... You'll be fucking fine, I'm telling you. But it's not even the fact of... Anyway, no, we're not talking about that now. We're talking about something completely different. Talk about fighting John Connors, right? Okay, we'll get into that another day. The missus like, yeah, just go on and start talking. But if I've not planned and I start talking, I'm going to... Like the ADHD riddled brain that I have, I'm going to be off topic loads and loads of times. So right now we're, say... Seven minutes in, and from seven to fifteen minutes, maybe I'm going to talk about the John Connors fight that I ended up fighting him. Okay, so back to it. So Steve or Timothy texts me a few months ago asking I want to get involved, and I said yes. And first of all, I was supposed to be fighting Darren Conway, um, comedic genius. I followed him for years. I don't know. Remember if he hasn't got the video on Facebook anymore, it was taken down. But one of his first videos that went viral, he's talking about. Doing cartwheels. And I call them cartwheels. And she calls them cartwheels. It's one of the funniest videos ever. But I suppose we be fighting him. And let's face it. I would have smashed him up. No offence Darren. I would have Christy the crinkled his face up. Do you know what I mean? So I wasn't really that. I was like. Sure look. It's going to be a bit of a joke. Whatever. Then all of a sudden. John Connors gets involved. Steve or Timothy texts into the group. Anyone want to fight John Connors? Me straight away. Yeah, me. I'll fight him. No bother. Don't give a fuck. Because it, MC Dacent, a lot of people think that, oh, do I ever get hassled or do I ever get um, in f- fights with um, other travellers because of MC Dacent living in a caravan? I'm like, no, man. Like, why? Why would they? All I'm doing is saying I'm living in a caravan. Do you know what I mean? I'm, uh, if anything, it was like Lad Bible and stuff like that, that they would take my video, put it on like, the big massive streaming sites like Lad Bible, Unilad and all that and say if Kanye West was a traveller or if Stormzy was a traveller. So that's where that actually came from. And to be honest, ever since I've done MC Dacent, travellers have actually been the biggest supporters of MC Dacent. They absolutely love MC Dacent. Like Teltred, every time I'm walking out, Teltred, MC Dacent, Teltred. So yeah, never any, any trouble. But um, it's just a great setup. MC Dacent fighting John Connors. Like MC Dacent. The character itself is like. He thinks he's just the best at fucking everything. Like, do you know what I mean? He is the best at it all. 
So why not fight the King of the Travellers, John Connors? And I, I decided then that I was going to train like an absolute athlete. I said, you know what? I'm going to train like an athlete because I've seen videos of John. He's a four-time All-Ireland champion boxer. He, the lads were sending me half an hour videos of John Connors bare-knuckled boxing other lads for a solid half an hour. And John's a big man, but my God, is he light in his feet. So there's video, there was videos of him um, on his Instagram and he's Barney the dinosaur playing in the background and he his brother's holding the pads for him and he's um, hitting the pads. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, good, good. And then all of a sudden when we came to the night, the ring was set up. John Connors got on the ring and he started shadow boxing. I was like, ah, here. Three months of training for nothing and I just went straight to the bar and ordered a pint of Guinness. Obviously, a bad idea. But look, I seen him, he was drinking Guinness too so like no one could give out to me. But then again, someone did give out to me and it was the Russian hammer Artem Lobov. He was like, I can't really do it. What's a Russian accent? Vodka. Hey guys, don't be putting up drinking on your social media. This is for charity. Very disrespectful. Sounded like more like Arnold Schwarzenegger, didn't it? But there was me drinking a pint of Guinness in front of him. I was like, this lad's going to fucking hit me in a minute. But no, he's another gentleman as well. My God, he's been through some shit. Maybe I'll get him to come in here and see if he can find any socks under my bed and I'll do an out podcast with him. That'd be good, wouldn't it? But for now, it's just me. You listen to me talk shit. And I didn't think this... Does the sound sound good? Let me know in the old comments or ever, whatever. Look, at I'm fidgeting already. Look, I have the wires tangled up. I say I've touched the bottle about five or six times. I am a bit uncomfortable doing this. But you know what? Fuck it. Ain't it? So... Before the fight, John, we were there, and I was like, oh, jeez, this is fucking dodgy. <laughs> I'm going to get a slap into the jaw here. But uh, it was only two one-minute rounds, and it's just literally me trying to avoid John and to see if I can get a little jab in here or there. And I did, I got a couple of jabs, but there was one he got close to me, he hit me a hook in the jaw, and I felt me teeth go straight into me jaw. And I got, like, a tingly feeling in my jaw for ages. like, oh, fuck. But obviously, when I edited the video to make it look like I won, that... That punch was not in the edited video. And to make it even worse, I got these gum shields. Did you ever try to do, do these gum shields? Oh my god. So I got these gum shields for every 24 euro. What a fucking waste of 24 euro. I might as well just put a sock in my mouth. And you have to put it in boiling water. And then you have to put it in cold water. And then you have to put it in your mouth. And then you have to fucking... Oh, disaster. It came out as flat as a pancake. Why is it... <laughs> So yeah, I was going in there with a fucking dodgy gum shield against a four-time modern champion. But tell you what, stood me ground. I stood me fucking ground, I did. And it's one of the most enjoyable things ever. Stepping into a ring, whether it's for charity or not, the adrenaline is just like, oh, Jesus Christ. And before, because look, this is me. I'm all bravado at the start. When you first meet me, I try to be nice to everyone, but it's all bravado. Really, it's just deep-seated insecurities of everyone. Just I want everyone to like me. That's just what it is. Ever since I was a child, I just want everyone to like me. And if you don't like me, why don't you like me? And I've always had this. But now, I, now I'm now i at the stage now where if you don't like me, then I get over it a lot quicker. I'm still a bit... I still a bit... I can't get over it if you don't like me. Still, actually. That's just fucking... I'm 34 years of age. What a sad cunt. Get over it, will you? You said you don't care, so what do I... Which one is it? I don't give a fuck, right? But, uh, yeah, so, like, every time I go into a place, I love meeting new people. And really is just, I've got to the stage now where I'm so comfortable and happy myself. 
I'm just constantly not, I just want to be nice to people on all the time. Why not? Do good things and don't expect good things back. Just do good things because you like doing good things. It's as simple as that. And doing good things makes me happy. It does. I'm going to take a drink of water and I'm going to remind myself not to touch the bottle now for another at least seven minutes. Because I'm just a fidgety bastard. Even when I'm going for a meal or anything like that, it's just filling with the cutlery, filling this. And I never notice this myself, but when I see videos back of myself where I'm not acting in front of the camera, I'm literally hands everywhere. Do you know what I mean? So... When I was nice to everyone, bubbly throughout the whole day, having to crack with everyone, da 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 da, and then half an hour, an hour before the fight, shit started, hit the fan. I was like, I was going for like three or four shits. I was like, fucking hell, I can't go for another shit before I go into the ring, can I? So I just been really quiet, trying to relax myself, so I'm not gonna shit myself more or less. And Steve was girlfriend Roxy, and she goes, Gary, you all right? Yeah, you all right? I was like, Yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm literally just trying not to shit myself. I didn't say that now, but I said, yeah, look, I'm fine, I'm fine. So then when we went into the back before we went out to fight, Steve comes up, Gary, I heard you're a fucking, you're panicking, blah, blah, blah. I goes, no, no, I'm actually grand. I was literally just trying to get into the zone. My breathing's fair bad, isn't it? <clears throat> trying to get into the zone of getting a box into the face. So, yeah, oh, no, it's a great experience. And fair play to Roxy and Steve-O and all that crew for organising the whole event. We raised over 40 grand. And it was just amazing. Um, Conor McGregor was involved. He donated 10 grand. He was mad to be involved in this one, but he couldn't make it because he was presenting the war. He was trying to fight fucking Machine Gun Kelly, is it? I know a lad called Shotgun Kelly down the road, but, huh? Machine Gun Kelly. Trying to fight him because he wanted to fake Megan Fox or something. But, yeah. So he came back, came, went to the back and... Went to the back. What am I even talking about? I actually lost track of what I was saying. Sorry, lads. And girls, if there's any girls listening. huh? So, yeah, we're involved in this group that Conor McGregor was in. It was bad to do with the event, and he's going to be involved in the next one. So I made sure, it's not just for my own benefit, but it was for everyone's benefit, for everyone to try act like this is the main thing that we want to be involved in. Like, this is, we're focusing on this. Try get as much people involved, most people donate as possible and focus solely on this event to try and make mu- as much money as possible. And that's what I did. And I'm so happy that I did that because I got to meet some amazing people, got amazing um, advice off lads as well. I mean, meeting people like this, you're never going to meet every day. So take advantage of it as much as you can. Also, <laughs> Ricky Hatton was there, turned up fashionably late, um, not because of any other reason other than that he was loving the Guinness somewhere else. So he arrived down and like, right. Every time he opened his mouth, all I was hearing is, <laughs> that's literally the only words I could understand. Ricky, you're my hero. <laughs> Do you always say, don't meet your hero? But you know what? Do. Because he's a fucking legend. But man got knocked out by Mayweather and Pacquiao and he boozing, not bothered him. Do you know what I'm saying? Imagine a lad fighting Mayweather and then you're just there next to him having a pint with him. That's fucking... I looked over one stage. I was locked. And I was like, here's John Connors talking to Ricky Hatton and there's my brother talking to Artem Loboff. My brother and Artem had a right little bromance going on. I didn't know what was going on. I felt right left out altogether. I was just sitting there by myself and everyone's having the crack. I was like, why does no one want to talk to me? Because you're fried cunt. 
<laughs> I know. But uh, yeah, I loved every bit of it and we raised so much money for charity and there's going to be another one that Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor tweeted already that he, he's mad to be involved. So I'm hopefully going to be on the card. Steve was said I'll be on the card anyway and I'm hoping to have a little proper fight now. Proper little scrap. Do you know what I mean? No, no one get no referee jumping in every time a punch is thrown. I want to do a proper fight against a proper a lad that wants to proper kill me, like, and I want to kill them for the sport, okay, not for the murder. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because I actually really enjoyed the training, building up, and that's why a lot of people, I think, especially with mental health, especially with an overactive brain like I have, they need a goal to focus on. They have to. They need a goal. To focus on. So when I had that goal to focus on, I was flat out. I trained like an absolute athlete. I said, look, I might never get this opportunity again. Who knows what could happen? Train like an absolute athlete because, look, I still have a torn cruciate. And even in the fight, I stood back on my knee and it wobbled. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm done here. But luckily, because I still have a bit of strength around my knee in the muscles that it doesn't go as much if that makes any sense so like it's not as wobbly there's actually strength there but even though the cruciate's torn it's still not fully intact so the middle of the knee is a bit wobbly and that's my third time tearing my cruciate um so yeah i need an operation of that but i can't afford it because it's six and a half grand do you know what i mean because i've torn my cruciate twice and the club paid for it but then i had to sign a form to say if anything happens your knee that you're not allowed claim because the doctor didn't clear me to play. But then I tore the cruciate in my other knee. Do you know what I mean? So. It's just the way it goes isn't it? It's just the way it goes. But. Uh, me and her brother had a brilliant night. <laughs> so Ricky Hatton comes in. Absolutely languorous. Couldn't understand a word. The man was saying. Like even. During my fight. He was like. Yeah, Connors is going to pick up, pick his ideas up. <laughs> he didn't have a clue what he was saying, but Linesy came out of Ricky Hatton's mouth, and I was like, no way, he just said my name. What a legend, man. What a fucking legend. Oh, jeez, we're 19 minutes in. Look, I'm getting paranoid about not being able to talk for a certain amount of time and getting off topic and this and that and blah, blah, blah. But look, we'll stay going. So, after the fight then, there was obviously a big piss-up. Paddy Barnes getting the Jaegers in. Fucking Ricky, flat-out Ricky the Guinness. <laughs> Fabu D just going around live. He's just been on... I don't think he was drinking... He was on live on Facebook and just putting in my face and I'm so awkward when this shit happens. Like, do I like, what do I do? So I'm just like, <laughs> into the camera. Every time the camera comes to my face, I was like, Ricky Hatton. <laughs> but we, me and my brother, we went to the Clayton Hotel. This is where it was all, this is where it was all, all this is where it was all taking place. There's the words. Um, in the Clayton Hotel Galway. And you think that they give it, for charity, do you think they'll give us a room? in there <laughs> nah no room whatsoever so I mean I goes Anthony right we're not going to go to Galway and get room we're going to see if we can blagard a room just like, have a party or stay in someone's room even a three or four hours kip we'd be grand but at the same time I'm a Reynolds Grand Scenic and I have the fully kitted out in the back that two fully grown men can sleep in the back of this car and you won't even know there's another person next to you. It's like supreme comfort in the back of this yoke. Now, a big massive Bluetooth Sony speaker with lights and all. 
and we went down, brought Fabu D down to the car park and had the tunes blaring. And then he's like, what's all these cushions in the back of the car? I goes, oh, me and Anthony are going to sleep there if we get stuck. And he couldn't believe that two fully grown men in the 30s <laughs> would sleep in the back of a rental Grand Scenic, huh? Sure, what about it? It's a roof over the head. I'm not getting rained on. Ah, uh, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, but that was that night then. We met a fucking loads of amazing people. Pity there wasn't a crowd there because of the virus, but hopefully now the next time there'll be a big crowd there and we can get the right thing going. And that one was a te- I, that one was mostly a tester because there's going to be a few more and we can only build and build and build and better and better and better. Um, so fair play to Steve for getting that done. I see he's been quiet on social media the last couple of weeks because I say that much of a build up to something there has to be a calm down, you know. Even I want to come down from it. That two weeks of boozing to, and all that weeks of training and now I'm here and I can feel... So I, I did a solid booze for two weeks and I haven't done that in a long, long, long time because there was a festival in town in Turles as well called Fela Bjog and amazing all bands from around town got together and played this big festival in our hometown it was fucking amazing but and then me and the missus went away uh, to Wexford to a I think it was River Park Hotel and it was like our little holiday way so we had a, a load of drinks there as well so my body wasn't used to drinking that much again and then in the last few the last few days I've just been so agitated you know you feel it's just what I get is like all tension around my shoulders and I'm just agitated and ah, it's, it's just, it's so hard to explain. But used to, before, when I get to agitate, it's like I take a sip of a drink and then all that agitation just goes away. So it's not like I'm addicted to alcohol itself. Well, it, maybe it is. My counsellor told me before that, do you, are you, do you think you're an alcoholic? And I said, no. And she said, why? And then I can't remember my response. And I think it was because, because I don't wake up every day craving a drink. But it's what the drink relieves from me, if that makes sense. But now, yeah, I know this feeling now that I have, because I used to always have it before, and then I used to go and have a drink, whether it's one or two or three or whatever. But now, gold turkey, no fucking alcohol for me. And today I feel a lot better. So that's like three or four, when was the last drink? About four days ago. And today has been the first day I feel a lot better. Because it's not, it's that build up to that, that fight, training like an absolute athlete, and then, at the fight and then drinking all after that and it's the come down of it all you're on such a high and then you're just brought down to the come down level of like what are you going to do now and I heard Tyson Fury and all he's talking about that if you have a goal to work towards then it just relieves so much anxiety and tension if you have an overactive brain I think that's what it is it's probably the same for everyone but for me especially Look, I'm riddled with ADHD, but I was never diagnosed. But if anyone has ever met me, I'm absolutely riddled with ADHD. And I thought I was just normal, but just a bit mad. But look, I am fucking mad. Like, But now I'm happy that I'm mad. I used to get me down before. I was like, why am I not like everyone else? But now I, I am happy that I'm mad. Because essentially, I came to this conclusion, right? Essentially, we are just dogs in jackets. Now, look that one out. I've got to the baseline now of we're all just animals. There's no such thing as any god or any shit like that, in my opinion. I believe in just energy, just positive energy. I believe in energy, right? I know it sounds a bit mad. I don't believe in a, sp- a special person that created it all. I believe all this energy is put together and you put out 
laws of energy and you get energy back. Depends what energy that is. You put a bad energy, you get better energy, you get energy back. Huh? Fucking simple as that. So essentially what I've come to the conclusion is that we are just dogs in jackets. And what does that mean, you say? Well, I'll fucking tell you what it means. It means to me that I am just an animal. And I wear clothes, whether they have a name on them, whether they look stylish. But really, I'm just wearing them for warmth, like dogs wear jackets. Make of it what you will. But that is just... That, that is just the way I feel. Um, I said this podcast was going to be about half an hour. Look, we're 25 minutes in. And for the first episode, I think it didn't go too bad. I haven't fucking clue what we talked about. But, um... Jeez, my Mac is going low. Shit. Right. I'll be back in a second. I'm going to turn on the switch. Titch is barking. Ha-ha! And we're back in the room. Well, it's all in the room, but... Uh, what were we talking about there? I don't know. But anyway, this is my... Uh, I've decided to do this podcast now. If I can... Really, I want to do it because I'm, I hate structure. It's structure that I hate more than anything. So 9 to 5 never worked for me. I've done plumbing for 8 years, and every time I think back about all that fucking 9 to 5 bullshit of lads telling you what to do, there's titch back on our side. It's just not worth it, man. It's just not worth it. I think the order you get... Well, no, maybe not. Can you hear Titch barking? Money isn't the be-all and end-all for me at all. Roof over my head, a car that drives, my family is comfortable and they're not embarrassed about me, then I'm, I'm, I'm very, very happy. It's me just really embarrassing my family, mostly back through the years. <laughs> I can't believe this is my son. He's such an embarrassment. Um, But, yeah... So this is called a decent show. The logo there, <laughs> it's from a girl. I asked a girl to do the logo about two months ago, and she done a one. And then I asked for changes, 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 and I kept wanting it changed. And then she stopped texting me back. <laughs> so the girl who done the logo, I'm not going to mention her name. Uh, if you see this, I want to pay you for this because you're not getting back to me, right? And even if you want to get back to me, we can make more changes. But for now, this is the logo for the the podcast, is it? Well, yeah, that's it. And yeah, so thank you for listening. If you have any, if you if you like me to talk about anything specifically, um, send an email to adaysandshow at gmail dot com, and we get the show on the road. So thank you for listening for this long. Uh, I hope I haven't... If you stayed this far, if you actually stayed this far, please message me to say, yeah, I've made it to 28 minutes and 17, 18, 19 seconds. And thank you for giving me some entertainment. Send me that. It might give me a bit of confidence. Because that's what I need. Because really I'm just a Labrador that needs compliments and tell him and then a scratch behind the balls. Tell him that he's doing good. And... Because I'm just a child at heart. I'm just a child in a man's sexy body. Yeah? So, good luck.